official site fashion first we want to thank you and say we appreciate you for listening to our podcast prepare yourself for a high level conversation authentic and full of insight from young creatives and entrepreneurs be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and follow us on all social media platforms at official site fashion let's dive into it it's your boy Zay, and we back with another podcast, Official Site Fashion, where we talk about fashion, financial literacy, and mindset, and you know who I'm with again. What's up, guys? It's your boy Zion, tapping in with yet another episode of Official Site Fashion, and yet again, we bring to you another dope, young creative and entrepreneur, somebody I met on my HBCU campus once again. We got Mr. Femi Akinola, better known as Chase Tech, mobile phone repair. How you doing today, bro? Yes, sir. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> We're glad to have you on, bro. So I'm glad to be here, too. Most definitely. So, uh, man, Chase Tech is someone i actually seen come up literally from us being freshmen in college. I remember him repairing phones in our freshman dorm, and now he has a fully thriving mobile uh, cell phone repair business. So you want to dive into his journey, how he started, what made him start, et cetera. So, bro, growing up, what was like? What was your childhood like? And if I would have asked a young family what he wanted to be, what would he have told me? Um... I, I wanted to be a lot of things. Growing up in um, Nigeria, like one thing I normally see, like you always want to become what is what you see people doing around you. Yeah. Both right. of my parents were police officers. I wanted to become a police officer. <laughs> I wanted to be a banker because you know I go to the bank. I like the way they dress. Mm-hmm. It's a, they got air conditions everywhere. But you know, coming down to America like changed my perspective on, on a lot of things. Being a police officer down here is like being the enemy of the people. It's like yo, I'm not doing this shit. I'm not <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> being a banker, I just I got tired of suit and tie. That's what one thing that really wanna make me set up my my own business where you know I could dress the way I wanna dress. I could pull up whenever I wanna pull up in. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Almost definitely, bro. You said a lot of significant things. Of first, you said you were from Nigeria, so like, what was your perception like growing up in a different, a different country? What was your perception of America growing up? And like, what was your, how did your perception change once you got here? Yo, America. I used to like, you know, growing up, I, I'm like into movies and stuff. That's what like made me like the way I'm talking to you now. You guys gonna understand? It's not because I went to some. English school. It's just movies. I watch a lot of movies. Right. Yeah. Um, coming down here, like before I came down here, most movies I watch is like, you know, most movies they do back then is like mostly New York, Chicago, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the America I know. But you got the South Carolina. When I came down here, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, okay, it's probably because it's just the airport. I was like, they kept driving, driving. Dri- I was like, yo, this is the jungle. Like, where am I? Like, there's no different with Nigeria down here. And I was like, yo, okay. And later on, just too, they have the, they have the countryside. They have the um, winter south, right? They have the upper north, like the New York. Then, like, those are the different different um, sites. Yeah. I just thought America was like all the same. <laughs> yeah, like, did you have any like dis- disappointments when you found out how something worked here? Um, 
or like how people how like white people might treat us or something like that i'm gonna say um you know i see the race thing but i just never you know i was always thought it's just the movies and stuff but when i came down there and i saw the way some people would look at you differently mm -hmm. act funny and I, I didn't get it at first but later on with my experience down there i went to a, i went to a little um private school where we had this one white guy and I don't know, he, he, he said this to me, like, I should go back to my country, no one wants me here. Mm. But I didn't take no offense to that. But I knew I was supposed to be mad, but you know, I always try to be the best version of myself. But later on, you know, I'll, I I gave him a payback, like, I'll whoop his ass. That we got into, but now, now we could though, because we was on the basketball team together and we later became friends and, you know, most definitely, man. Like this, you know what I mean? Like that's just like different. I mean, like that's what's up. So I had checked your page, man, and you was having prices for like a screen fix for uh, for a iPhone six, and you was charging forty five dollars. But in Greenville, or I don't know if if um you got to be in Columbia, there's a place called You Break Like I Fix. So with these other industries and these other like just repair companies, so why do you charge lower than them, and what makes your service like more valuable like then then you know like then then like there's yeah um the re i'm gonna say like what brought me to repair is the reason why my prices are always like down i try to keep keep it that way coming into um fixing phones and stuff like i broke my phone mm -hmm. right called a couple of places they were like calling crazy prices that i know i couldn't afford and i had to like try to do this myself and when I got into it, I started fixing people, so I was like, yo, I'm going to always try to keep my price down for people. And one thing I say in my slogan, my slogan is a fast and affordable service. Like, I feel like it should be a service where people could be able to, like, fix their phone. And now with my pricing, if you call me and you tell me you're BC student, Island student, I try to keep my price low. Like, okay. probably give you, like, a 10% discount or give you a free kit. I'm just try to make you feel comfortable because I've been there. I mean, I'm yeah. still a student too. Right. And I know how hard it is to like come up with money or even get a part-time or full-time job. Mm. Okay, so one of the things you said when I first asked you, you said that you wanted you wanted to be an entrepreneur so you can have the freedom to pull up when you want to, to uh, if you don't want to dress suit and tie. Like, I kind of relate to that because like, as like this new generation of adults were uh, becoming, I feel like it's a less and less emphasis on you have to work for someone or you have to fit a certain mold so you can get a certain job. So like, when did you realize entrepreneurship was like something you, you really wanted to do or something you felt like is better than having a job? Um, for me, I'm gonna say it's like denial where you try to apply for a job and they tell you, you know, the good fee, you know, good enough. I was like, yo, I know I'm, I know I deserve, I, like, I could get this job. Like, why do I have to go through all this, try to, go get a resume, I want to go for it, I got to suit up, like, suiting up doesn't mean you know the real me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could come up with a suit and be a bad person. Like, all that, I just couldn't, like, deal with it, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to find a way to come up with something to make my money. So, let me ask you this, so, since I feel like suiting up and, like, fitting a certain mold aligns with us being in college, because they groom us to, to fit a certain mold to work for someone, do you feel like college is necessary in today's time in order to be successful, in order to be like prosperous in this world? 
I would say um, with my um, background in Nigeria, my dad used to be like school, 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 school. Yeah, my dad's gonna end. He's like, but you know, coming to America, I saw a lot of people that did not finish college and they doing great. And I was like, yo, what? You know, you gotta see like the musician. Like they just most of them just drop out of school and they still doing great. We got the Facebook guy and never finished college. Yeah, we got. We got the um the Tesla guy too. Elon Musk. His major doesn't even have nothing to do with the with what he's doing now because he majored in biology and now you're making cars like you're supposed to be feeding some plants or fixing <laughs> like now you're doing cars like I just feel like for me the me being in college now just gave me time to think of what I want to do because if I was to go out of high school and go straight to like working full time I feel like now I'll just be doing like a like a demolition man, cause that's what that's something I did when I got out of high school. I started doing demo job where like we'll flip houses, break the old stuff, yeah, and put in new stuff there. Now college is just giving the time to try to like think of something that I really wanted to. So like technology like itself, so like the technology business is like a billion dollar like this business and as a black man you doing this and like only 13% of black people is in the technology like this industry so what made you want to be in technology though like this that's so like abnormal like just nowadays you know what I'm saying oh yeah um being black uh it's crazy yeah for sure <laughs> you know when I pull up sometimes at some people's places you know fix their phone and once I put my wiener it's like <laughs> yo you black you was a brother for real like yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I thought you was Mexican or Indian because these are the people that I really be fixing for. And I'm like right. no 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 I'm black, and you know, it's just something I I did one time for myself and I just fell in love with it and mm. I like the way it makes me feel and I like the way it makes people feel. Like once you finish fixing people, um, people so you see the reaction. Like I think I would just have a YouTube page where I just. Put my customers' reaction after you fix it one day. Like you know, I believe a lot of people can't do without their yeah, phones. And once you fix it, like the site man, like it just makes me feel. I I mean, I'll be getting, I'll be getting goosebumps sometimes. And like, how long like have have like you been doing this? Like since you were young, or like a couple years ago? Or? Um, this started my um junior year in high school. Yeah. Um, junior year in high school, I broke my phone. I was like, you know, countryside, crazy prices, and I fixed my phone. And the phone was working. I told one of my friends. During that same time, um, Frank, you broke his phone. You know, it's a private school, and he came to me like, "Yo, you said you fixed your phone. Can you fix this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I could fix it." And it was like, "How much?" I just gave him a price. I think I said like two hundred. And two hundred. Yo, we just. He just brought the money to me, and I was like, okay. So I ordered the parts. Then I made crazy profit off it, but, you know, I just fixed the phone, and it was working. I gave him back the phone, and this guy is a, is a person that, you know, he plays baseball, basketball. He was, like, all around there. So he just went around telling people, he fixed my phone, he fixed my phone, and everyone just started bringing the phones to me, and I was like, okay, this is it. And I was that guy that would be like, then I played basketball, but, like, ball is life, ball is this, ball is that. <laughs> Bo wasn't bringing me no money then. Yeah. <laughs> and me, Big Simple, was, you know, bringing me a little bitty chain then. And I was like, you know, this might be now I could afford stuff that I want to get without going to go beg anyone for nothing. So, say if your phone business, like, took off right now and you're making, like, a copious amount of money right now, would you stay in school? Uh, 
that's a tough question yeah. now. Yeah. Right now, I've been thinking about like, yo, what am I, you know, doing in school? But I feel like, you know, growing up, my mom invested a lot in me. You know, me being here now, there's a lot of kids in Africa that just want to leave and have a better opportunity and do all this stuff. Like, they don't have the funds to do it. And I feel like my mom put a lot into it. Me going to school back mm. then, like, my schools are like, sometimes I'll be looking at professors down here, teachers down here, complaining, like, oh, I got three classes. That's about 70 students all together. That's why I can't grade your work on time. Where I'm from, like, the last class I was in, we had about 190 students in one class. And mind you, those classes are like A, B, C, D, E to like J or K. And my class was like the lowest. We had the 190 student in it. Oh, snap. So, you know, with that, I feel like, you know, my mom <coughs> did all of this. So, really, this BSc I'm about to get is just like, give her, like, yeah, I finished college because it's something she couldn't do. Yeah, right. And it's just something I want to do, like, to keep them, like, yo, mama, I did it. Most definitely. Yeah. Do you feel like it's hard to balance the business in college now? Or have you found a balance where you're able to do both easily? So, at, at first, when the COVID started, that's when my the business started picking up too. With that, I was doing online classes where, yeah. you know, I had my phone, you know, you know the Jeep, the car order thing for a GPS. Mm-hmm. I'd be in class, I'd be fixing phones. Like when the professor say something, I'd be like, oh, mute my mic. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> it was easier then because the classes were online. But when we go back in person, like I was the first two weeks, I couldn't try, I couldn't balance the thing, and I was like trying <clears> my best to like get it together. But now. I realized like this business is valuable and people need me and in order for me to give you my service a lot of people could wait so now when you give me a call I always have my, my, like my little timetable on my screen once you give me a call I see yeah. what classes I have next that way I could set up let's say I have a class 12 to 1 I know from 1 to 2 I'll be, I'll be like um would 1 o'clock work for you 115 like yo yeah I could wait like all you gotta do is send me your address and I'll be with you 115. So once I get out of class, in between classes I'll be running to go fix phones and get back to class. Now I could balance it and once it's like late at night, eight, I just stop going around. Yeah, most so, definitely bro. So you say you started your business when you were junior in high school. So how's the trans how was the uh the transfer from your business from being in high school to coming to a new environment at Benedict? Um so with the high school thing, like I said, it's like a small private school. It's yeah. just let's say two, three people a week, like, which was more than enough for me then. Coming to Benedict, like, it's another state, it's another school, I didn't know no one around, but I really felt welcome coming to an ABC school because yeah. it what was that like, yo, that was like, I had every, I, I, feel, I felt comfortable, like, I didn't feel like I was in a place where I wasn't welcome. I felt comfortable, everyone looked like me, talked like me, I'm not really talking because I got an accent, <laughs> but, yeah, um, with that, with Benedict, what I did was, I, my friends, um, I fixed a couple of phones for free, just for them to see, like, I'm legit, like, I'm gonna do this thing. And I opened an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. I started telling people, yo, I could fix your phone for 60, but if you could give me a shout out, I'm gonna fix your phone for $50. So that way, everyone like, yo, I could just do that, it's real easy from there. I started, like, the page, I have about 2K followers on it. So now, like, Instagram works like magic. Most of my customers, I get it off Instagram. And, you know, word of mouth also goes a long way, too. People tell people, yeah, this guy did, like, a lot of people just going to be like, um, Ashanik told me you fixed their phone. <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, I don't even remember the Ashanik anymore. You were just on the phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know like, yeah. But, yeah, 
hell yeah, I, I sure did fix your phone. Man, you made a great point because you said that you did it for free. And sometimes, man, you got to do it like just like yeah, just for free. For but, free. you know, man, you took like a phone call like just earlier. And then somebody said, well, do you know, like, uh, do you know, like, you know, like, um, like you know, like, just such a such. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember the person yeah. anymore. That's why, for me, I try to keep a good rap with every customer yeah. that we did always remember. This guy fixed my phone. He fixed it in a timely manner, a good price. I'm going to refer him to someone else. Yeah, well, and have somebody try like to low buy you, like just, you know, just like before, just knowing like just somebody else. Yo, all the like, time. I've got gotten that and it's just like crazy now i'm not gonna i don't want to say my own people but yeah it's crazy how some people call me and after fixing your phone you don't have a you don't have the money i'll be like yo so why did you call me if you know you don't have the money this is not a charity it's a business right mm-hmm. they'll be like um can you wait can you do so now it started making me like set rules in place now if i come up to you and you acting sketchy you got to pay your money up front and I'm sorry, I, I stay in an apartment, but if you stay in an apartment, you got to pay me that money up front. Yeah. You got to pay me that. Because w- <laughs> what they do is, once I fix the phone, they be like, um, yo, um, can I see the phone so I could cash up you the money? Once you give them the phone, they just stick up running. And an apartment, you don't really know where they came up from. It's like, you can't go to, start going to houses and start knocking on the door. But if it's a residential place, you can't run away from your address. Mm. Well, an apartment you could just run into a room or just, and I can't leave my car and chase you. I'm yeah, no, hell no, yeah, he can't. Well, yeah, so like, uh, but then given customer service and like all the different scenarios you just mentioned, what are some like the best lessons you learned giving customer service and dealing with people? Uh, one thing I learned is, you know, take my money up front first, get your money first, and one thing I learned is that you know people be going through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and you just gotta tangle for where you at because some people you know i feel bad for you know mostly females like most people call me they're like females and baby drama baby daddy issue like smashing the phone like, i'd be like yo he might be smashing that phone now once the phone is not there he gonna smash your head next like you gotta run you gotta know when it's time to like say no i can't do this no more yeah I feel that, man. And um, I had another question, bro. Because uh, we talked about, like, just earlier, like, about teaching people and getting, like, your certification. So, in the long run, like, do you want to teach, like, just other brothers on, like, just what you do and have, like, your own store? Oh, yeah. Um, <coughs> Sure, that's the goal. The goal right now, really, I do want to have my store. But it's something where, you know, I'm still in school. And yeah. I don't want to start a business where I won't be there to like before I get someone I could trust to be at the store. I don't want to start a business now, and I'm always away. Yeah. That way, you don't whoever's running them might just you know running for their own pocket. Right now, the goal is once I get out of school, I get a store. And for me, training people it's something I I want to do. Like because yeah. I've even gotten like a couple of people texting me. The one that stood up the most was. A young, a young guy. He's an high school student. He sent me, he sent me some resume, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, this is it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for real. <clears throat> and once I could get a store, they gonna be like a little corner side way. You know, I just train kids. Yeah. That way, you know, I feel like there's a ton of people that don't know what they want to do. That way, you could, you know, have the opportunity to try something new. Yeah, bro. So like here on the official side, fashion, we like to talk about finances and financial literacy. So whatever. As long as you don't spend more than more than you earn, you'll be fine. Mm. As long as you don't spend more than more than <clears throat> what you earn, you'll be fine, and you're gonna do good. And you don't try to live a life you can't afford. Most definitely, that, uh, 
like since I'm a first generation of here because my dad came to America. So do you think being an immigrant gave you a different sense on how to manage money when coming to America? Because this is like a much more expensive place to live in terms of living rather than Nigeria or Ghana where my dad's from. So like, did that uh, help your perception of money when you came here? Oh yeah, uh, with, with, um, with uh, money in um, general, when I came down here, I found out something that people you see that drive fancy cars, have crazy houses, they don't really own that shit. Like, yeah. Uh, they don't really own it. You leaving off credit. If something was to happen now, they can rip the car, they can take your house. Like, what I, what I do is if I can afford something, I don't buy it. I just try to live like the life I could afford. The only way I see myself like taking out a big ass loan is to like start up a business which I know is something that's gonna make the money back or I'm trying to get an house or something. I'm not about to put three, four hundred K into an house at once where I could just, you know, take out a mortgage and use the money to do all the things that could bring me more money to pay that. Yeah, man, you made a great point because I remember that Rich Dad said in the book of Rich Dad Poor Dad, like he said, man, don't buy a house <clears throat> if you got more than one stream of like this income, man. You got to have like at least like three. So use that one stream of like this income and that could pay down your house. Yeah, so man, like you made a great point because like when you see people with these big houses and like these Teslas, man, they getting out loans and they paying like a copious amount of money back so man you made a great point and i just want to say kudos to you because you went like an industry where technology is growing fast as hell every day Sir. yeah so it's like you know it's almost at 60 percent as in january 2021 man so man just kudos for you for that for sure brother i appreciate that yeah bro so like are you into any different types of, of like what do you do in your free time other than repairing phones like are you into any other types of technologies like nfts cryptocurrency anything else um, you know, for me, I try to stay away from those. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just something I'm not into. Yeah. Like, right now, I got, I'm just trying to, you know, get my bread right. So, when it's when the time comes, I can get my store and, you know, do all that. And I feel like with the crypto thing, people make profit off it. And the, basically, the statistics for, for it is... 100% of people go into it, 90, 90% makes money off it. Why? Uh, no, 90% loses their money. Yeah. Why 10 makes more money. For, for me, the, what I'm into making money is I provide my service to people and make my money that way. And I'm fine with that for now. Mm. If I have more than enough, that's when I feel like I want to, I would like to put my money into like crypto and invest in yeah. someone's stock or something. <laughs> So like uh, down the road, do you plan on making a uh, Chase Tech a franchise where it's like multiple locations all over the all over the country? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Cause um, right now, right now I have my um, my younger brother mm -hmm. is in a little is is in Nigeria still, but he's working on uh, like with a repair shop now, learning how to fix phones, computers, and stuff. Yeah, which is something I would like to do an international business where you know we could. People just, yeah, people get upgraded all the time. Down there, people don't have the opportunity yeah. to get, like, upgrade and stuff. That's but crazy. I could just, you know, buy phones from people here in a lower price because they just want to get rid of it and get an upgrade and send it back home. And that way, people get the opportunity to, oh, I want to get this iPhone. Like, over there, if you if you, if you you were to take an iPhone XR over there, it's like, yo, it's a, you're going to pay a crazy price for it. 
And down here too, I also plan to expand like in the south year. Once I get set to down here in South Carolina, get my stuff, get everything mm -hmm. up and running, find a person I could trust to like be like a manager down here. I could always go to another state and start up over again. I didn't, you know, I know how to get to the peak real fast, know who to talk to, know how to open an Instagram page, know how to do the um, ads, make people like know you. And from there, once I get done with that, put someone there as the manager, go set up somewhere else and that's that's the that's the plan now. Most definitely, bro. So. You said something uh, very significant because I was just talking to my cousin who moved back to Ghana, and he was talking about like the demand for stuff here. You can take something here that's so simple and take it back home and sell it because it's like a demand for stuff like. Oh this. yeah, oh yeah. Like he was talking about uh, we can buy cars at the auction and take them back. Yeah, they can back there and take them back there because he was doing that while he was in college. But you you just basically did the same thing with uh, cell phones. Oh yeah, with um, with yeah, with cell phone, I feel like a lot iPhone is like it's not a common phone down there. So once you take it down there, that's like a lot of value. A lot of people want to use an iPhone. Yeah. And you giving them for like a very good price. Like a lot of people can afford like a a thousand dollars down there. If you take it down there, we're looking about like a million naira. Yeah. So no one's about to take a million to go buy a phone. So if you could get the used one and take it over there, they don't mind paying after the price just to you know, they also yeah. want to use the iPhone. Most definitely, bro. Well, that's all I got today, bro. I, I want to thank you, bro, from a, a first-generation African and you as an immigrant, bro. I'm proud. I'm proud of what you're doing, bro. Thank you. It's very it. significant. Uh, uh, you can go ahead and plug your business, your personal Instagram, your business Instagram, where they can contact you. Oh yeah. Um. You know, I believe everyone uses Instagram now. You know. Oh yeah. Um. My um business. Uh, my Instagram page is um tastag underscore and if you want to follow me on my main page you could just go to the profile on the on the business page you're gonna see my little um actual main page on yeah. my account and facebook chase noller and i feel um if you want to contact me my contact info is also on my instagram too and you could look me up on google too once you look up iphone repair near me you're going to always see Chase Tech Mobile Repair. Most definitely. And I forgot to ask one question I wanted to ask you on the interview. How did you come up with the name Chase Tech, bro? Because your name has nothing to do with, <laughs> with Chase Tech, bro. So how do, how do we get that? Yo, so um, Chase is from a, um, um, from a movie, uh, from a TV show. Mm -hmm. It's called, I don't know if you guys seen it, 24. Oh. Jack Bauer. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, 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 there yeah. was a there was a character that came in place probably the fifth season. His name was Jake. He's actually a white guy. I just like the way the guy was like about his bread. Like he was really focused. Like he did his job, did it um, above, went above and beyond. And I was like, I want to be that guy that like does his thing, like does his thing without caring about what is gonna happen. He just does it. I want to be that Chase. I want to chase the dollar sign. <laughs> I like that. I love that, bro. I love that, man. Official side fashion, fashion, financial literacy, and mindset through the lenses of young creators and entrepreneurs. And yet again, we brought to you another dope young creative entrepreneur. Anything you want to add, Zay? Man, just thank you for being on here, man. Uh, thank you, we, thank I you mean, guys for having me. Down for sure. So and cool you know, uh, can, right you know, can we have your buildings, man? Hopefully, can we have you for a part two? Oh, sure, sure, okay. sure. I will be always glad to come down here with you guys. Most definitely, Most man. definitely, bro. This is definitely not the last one. We can put together plenty more podcasts, but official site, official site fashion out. Always something new on the way. Be sure to tune in to our latest podcast. Peace. Peace, family. It's your boy Zion with official site fashion. 
And I'm tapping in with you guys to ask you guys to please subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening platform that you use to listen to podcasts. And could you please give us a five-star rating and review? It would be greatly appreciated, and it helps us reach more eyes and ears. Peace.